Yeah, man. Yeah, man. All right. So, back at it once again. Back at it. Friday night. Live. With my day ones. Day one. Yeah, man, it's your boy Jay Brewster. Jay Brewster, it's your boy Earl. Right around, bringing up the tail end. And we are the, the brothers. brothers. Yeah, how man. Do we, how y'all how do we just doing? start doing it automatically? <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, it's I think it's just the chemistry. I held my ass out. Nah, brother, we not making the brothers. <laughs> <laughs> we not doing that for real. <laughs> like. Uh, there would be no list. That was one third of the brothers. <laughs> yeah. Which that opinion does not that? speak for the totality of, of the, the brothers' group. opinions on things. Right, not right. Not no essence. Whatever. You know? How y'all doing, man? What's going on? Good, yeah, man. You know good? It's hot outside, brother. Whoo, it's 105. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's hot, man. Like, our air conditioning upstairs went out. Ooh. Uh, and I didn't, because I don't go upstairs like that. Dang. Y'all just sleep upstairs. <laughs> Y'all just leave upstairs. <laughs> oh, she came downstairs. She just sweating. And she was just like, man, she's like, Jaja, this hot. <laughs> I bet it is. And I felt bad. Because I went upstairs and I was like, oh my God. It's, it's like, like 87 89, degrees. bro. It's like 89 upstairs, bro. She's like, I'm so thirsty. It felt like, you know, straight out of Wakanda, man. It was hot. <laughs> she, she was like, I'm so thirsty. Yeah. That always tripped me out how that happened. Like, but I, I guess you, you got to do that true story. My mom's house was like that. Yeah. Like how the outside, the Upside, uh, upstairs can go out. Well, she yeah. has like she has two ACs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, we do too. That happened to us uh, yeah. two weeks two weeks ago, bro. So like, <laughs> it, it's tragic. And so, but normally her room is like super cold because like yeah. it's right there by the like the beginning of like the vents. Yeah. So normally it's like blowing air super hard. Her room is like an Arctic yeah. chill. So for her to tell me it's hot. Yeah. Like it was really hot. So we called you know the people. They came through. Yeah, got and, that. Um. That was it, the homeowners. Well, yeah, like we under warranty still because, like, uh, we still underneath the year being inside the new house. Um, <laughs> the, the lady was like, Yeah, we're gonna get somebody. I called him on a on a Monday. Mm-hmm. She was like, Yeah, we're gonna get somebody out uh, as soon as possible. But since y'all have, you know, just upstairs, uh-huh. probably like Wednesday. I was like, what you mean it's just upstairs? <laughs> I mean, I get other people, you know, of course, they may have no AC, so I, I mean, I, I can dig it. It's so. still hot, real yeah. Yeah, It's still real hot. So the guy came through, and he couldn't fix it, man. Um, apparently, they had like a, a bad valve or something went out. So mm. uh, he was like, yeah, I should be, you know, come back, the park, got to order the park, come in, you know, a couple days. Mm-hmm. I'm like, y'all tripping, man. Like, Have they come fix it yet? Nah. Oh, that was Wednesday. It was still hot. No, so like this is a good thing though. Um, he like I guess so one valve was freezing up and he like unthought it. Uh-huh. So <laughs> this is the flip side of the story. We had like turned down the AC to like 68, mm-hmm. 65, trying to like cool it down. Cool, yeah. Um, and I guess him unfreezing that that thing, it made it start to work. Mm-hmm. And so then the next day, <laughs> it froze back up. <laughs> well. It got like super cold up there. <laughs> she comes out there, she's like, man, it's freezing upstairs. <laughs> and I was like, dang, baby, I'm sorry. You had to sweat it out, bro. So it went from like baby, Arctic, you know, all the way from like, you know, jungle to like Arctic, man. Yeah. It was, it was like cold up there. Y'all bro. try to get Cammy pneumonia. Really? <laughs> Just, I'm sweating. They be tripping me out with them, um, having to order them parts, though. Like our refrigerator had went out like, was like a month ago. Oh, yeah. It was like having to put ice in the, uh, in the coolers. The oh, guy was man. like, "Yeah, it'll be here in a few days." And I'm like, "That that turned into like a week or so." Bro, 
It's tough, man. Like, uh, this pandemic has affected a lot of different stuff, man. Like, you work for like a what trucking company, right? Yeah. With logistics wise, like, they I'm sure have had their own struggles with trying to get shipments across. You know, I'm saying the nation. Yeah, I mean, and and well, we haven't really had trouble getting shipments across, um, but we've have had trouble keeping our customers because of our customers are restaurants, mostly restaurants and stores. Um, So a lot of the restaurants, you know, their business has been affected, you know, either cut by 50 percent, you know, for those dining locations, you know, and a lot of people can't do dining. A lot of restaurants can't do dining, Um, though it's kind of slowly opening back up now. But, you know, just a couple of months ago, you know, no, you couldn't dine in nowhere, right. you know, pretty much. So uh, that's what affected our customer base. And, you know, for like those little mom and pop restaurants and things like that that we delivered to, you know, a lot of those went out of business. So unfortunately, they couldn't hold on without that, you know, that dining experience and that dining money. So, you know, that's what that's what kind of hurt us yeah, as a company. Well, during the pandemic, it's pretty much the... Brewster's Bistro. Yeah, I see y'all posting pictures diamonds. every day. Yeah, for real. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Sure. Sure. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Sherelle Sizzle. Sherelle Sizzle Shack. Are y'all comfortable eating out? Yeah, like... I mean, I am. I mean, I'm not. I mean, we Man, right take... Man, Rodney go to Papa Do's every week. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have been there for like the past two weeks. Yeah, you've been kind of heavy on the Rodney's gator, not bro. worried about the... Pe- Man, Rodney got a whole yeah. compromised immune system. Rodney like... I'm going to five minutes. Right, he gonna turn into an alligator, bro. You know, you know oh, the alligator. I ain't mad at him. Bro, Papa Do's is pretty much my favorite restaurant. It is so good, bro. bro it's <laughs> probably like no weight now, too. Like, yeah, it's not. Every time we go there, it's like, boop. Right Rodney in. Rodney found the, the cheat cup. <laughs> so no weight. I go at like 11 o'clock as soon as they open, too. They like, What's long as you ever waited at Papa Do's, bro? Mine was like almost two hours. Yeah, before I, we've waited about an hour, hour and a half. That's yeah. a long time to wait for a restaurant. Bro. I know, but it's yeah, Papa Do's. I, I mean, I love we Papa together. Do's. We waited pretty long one time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah, love Papa that's Do's. That's a long time to sit out. But we did get recomped for that, that wait, though. Yeah. We got like, remember we got like, oh, yeah, we had like, uh-huh. we had like every appetizer for free. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I love Papa Do's. So if anybody wants to give me a gift card for my birthday coming up September 18th, uh, feel free. Oh, man, bro, man. Feel free. 36. 37, bro. 37. Yeah, man. Oh, Them September boys is coming through. Yeah, Me and man. John. What you be? 30, you be 35? 34. 35. Yeah. Damn, hold on. Man. No, no, no. 34. Now, <laughs> I'm like forgetting, man. Yeah, it be like around this time. I just be like, man. Yeah, I'm already 34. Hold on. No, you're 33, bro. Because <laughs> I just turned 34 in May. Are you sure? Yeah, you're normally a year behind me. Yeah. yeah. I am a year behind you. Yeah, oh, you're behind me. I'm like six months behind you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, I'll be 37 this year, bro. What you going to do, man? 37 mm-hmm. is one of them birthdays you don't hear many people like celebrate. Say Nobody. much about. <laughs> I turned 37. Okay. But I mean, you got a lot to celebrate. Yeah, so I, d- I mean, I do. I do. Birthday. I mean, 2020 has been a good year for you, brother. Yeah, man. I mean, for the most part. Yeah, for, I mean, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm blessed, I mean, man. I, I think that kidney trumps it all. Yeah, you know. You know what I'm saying? And, it, and we were talking about it. As a matter of fact, we were talking about it yesterday. You know, just the timing of everything. Mm-hmm. Me and Kevin was talking about it when he was cutting my hair. The timing of God is just impeccable, man, because, you know, um, I had the transplant January 13th and then like the next month you know we start hearing about COVID and then March everything got shut down well, like they could have pushed that back yeah I mean, 
Well, you had it at Scott and White. Yeah. So I work for Scott and White, but I know like they shut down. Yeah, transplant. All of the yeah. Elective surgeries and yeah. even some, like, some of the transplant yeah. stuff. Like people were just waiting. Yeah, bro. If it wasn't like extremely life threatening. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like you on the table, about yeah. to die. Right. Like they was not having no surgeries, bro. Yeah. So, so it caused a lot of people I know, you know, through uh, social media, uh, not to get kidneys during that time, just because yeah. their surgeries got pushed back and canceled and things like that because they, were, you know, the hospitals were saying it was too risky. So, man, so um, my 2020, you know, in spite of everything else, you know, being on furlough and all of that, you know, it's, it's still blessed. It's still one of the best years of my life. I can't complain. I dig it, bro, because, like, you peeing now, bro. Every, a lot. A, like, a lot. Bro, I be having to go <laughs> a lot. Like, a lot. For the last podcast, you had to go relieve yourself. <laughs> yeah. For this podcast, you had to go Really? Really? Yeah, that's, that's what we doing. <laughs> that's Damn. dope, bro, because Rod didn't want peeing. I mean, like, in a nutshell, that sounds crazy, but like understanding like your your, your yeah. story behind it, we thank yeah. God for that, bro. Yeah, bro, they, they have the ability to, to get up and use man, the man testify of that man. Come I pee now. freely. Come on, <laughs> freely. Nah, thank, for real. The Lord on the I mean, I will. I, I'm not ashamed, Look brother. Okay, all right. I mean, as anybody know, you know, with uh, having kidney disease, well, having stage five kidney disease, really, and being on dialysis, it affects your urine flow because you're not producing urine. So that's right. what dialysis does is what you know your kidney normally does is release all the toxins from your body you know when you go to the bathroom and stuff like that so you know by me having a kidney replacement and kidney transplant i have a fully active fully functioning back flipping you know we we stay up 24 hours a Come day on, kidney <laughs> you know his name is deuce he rolled through shout out to my man mike rest in heaven mike yes, you know what i'm saying mike jones who you know but um yeah, so uh, just having the opportunity and um, and sometimes, you know, it, it's crazy. I have to admit, man, um, sometimes, especially in the middle of the night, I have to get up maybe two or three times sometimes. Yeah. So I can get in, and, I, you know, I want to complain because I'm like, yeah. sleep. But I'm like, right. I'm like, God, I asked you for this. Like, I asked for this. So I better not complain. The you know, I have to. you sleep like that, man, you was getting that phone call. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, man. You know? That's dope, though, man. We, we really praise God for you, man. You got to do the mic. No. Done it. Boom. That's huge, man. Big time. Yeah. So, hey, I'm going to ask you a question real quick, man. Um, seeing as school is getting ready to open back up, yeah. um, you know, you're the teacher in the room. Yeah. Um, how do you feel? Like, what are you nervous? Uh, what you most nervous about, you know, returning as a teacher and as a parent that has to send your school to, to you know, to school because, you know, you and your spouse, y'all both work? Yeah, man. Um, I think initially just the coming back together was kind of scary, you know, a little bit. You know, I, I thought about it because, you know, we were hearing rumors of, like, people who already had got it over the summer, um, you know, because certain positions stay contracted throughout the... Yeah. So I'm like, man, well, if that happened then, like, <laughs> what's going to happen when we all get together? Mm -hmm. But the district's pretty, pretty good about, like, making sure we, you know, social distance. I mean, not that it could prevent everything, but... Uh, we have to wear masks in the building. Yeah, you was so, rocking the face shield. Well, yeah, I didn't have, <laughs> I didn't oh, have that on. We did Zoom, through, uh, the meet the teacher on Zoom. Uh -huh. I didn't have to wear that while I was on Zoom. But like while we're in the building, we have to have something on. Also. Right. I think that was a that's initially kind of scary. But I think the most thing is you just worry about an outbreak, um, especially when all those kids get back in the building. Right. And you know, you just pray that we don't have to like go through this all over again. Like, well, I mean, I think. Uh, I, I think the second wave is inevitable, um, but I think that we can definitely be smarter this time around. Yeah, yeah, you know, most definitely. Man. All the different 
like knowledge <laughs> that we've been able to accumulate, you know, over the last six, seven, eight yeah, months. Man. Right. It sucks, man, because like you know, we just the reality of it. Probably, you know, could we could not have football this year? You know, what I'm saying or right. Some of the sports have been taken away. The kids look forward to that. You know, a lot of the clubs they have, um, they're forced to do those virtual now. Mm. So it takes oh, wow. away that like personal, you know. Um, you know, vibe they kind of look for, it, man. Like a lot of the uh, um, lunch uh, meetings, lunch groups. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah it's I like there's so many restrictions, man. But um, I miss. I'm ready to get back to you know seeing them at on campus. You know, right. And what well, Ishikar, man. You know, that's always you know you just it's your that's your your child. You know, so right. But you know, you just gotta kind of put some trust, man. Trust God for sure, and just have faith that you know. It'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. Same thing for y'all with Sadai. Yeah, um, it's a little different with her because, I mean, you guys' children are a little bit younger than hers. I mean, mine. Uh, mine is, you know, 16 going into her junior year. Um, yeah. So really, I, I believe with Sanaya, it's more mental than anything, uh, her mental state, because she doesn't get that social interaction. You yeah. know, which teenagers, that's what they all about. How's she handling that? You know, she's, she's dealing with it pretty well um, because, you know, she understands that she has pre-existing conditions being a type 1 diabetic you know and stuff like that but then again her passion is banned you know what I'm saying and she you know they're not doing it's not you know it's not the full it's not interactive band experience like it normally is every summer she gets to go to band camp you know she got to be a rank leader this year but you know she doesn't get to experience the fullness of being that rank leader because you know of the COVID and everything like that so um, it's definitely a concern she does have a couple of classes she does have to go to in person every day uh, but most of her learning is going to be virtual uh, so you know she's handling it with a with a grain of salt so we're I mean like I said the mental part is the most part that I think that we're um, just kind of standing making on sure and yeah making sure she's good yeah. with her he said something about a, you know he said she was a little ours are a little younger but they're pretty big gaps yeah, first grade. Well, Jonathan's right there in the middle. What, what grade can we go to? She's about to be in third grade. Oh, still okay. a pretty big. <laughs> it is still clearly a big. So, y'all had any concerns or what are y'all doing? Well, she's doing to do with K twelve, so she's gonna okay. So, you guys have totally went virtual yeah, to like home school. Total virtual okay. this year. Okay. Uh, what, what brought on that decision? I know COVID did, but pretty you know. much. Uh, number one, we just wasn't that confident in, in God. Y'all wouldn't believe in God. <laughs> Yes. Uh, we didn't did see, see you know, no, it had nothing to do with uh, <laughs> our confidence in God and Elohim has definitely uh, been, been faithful now honestly the experience of how the school year ended and I can't really hold them too hard for that because that just hit everybody you know what I'm yeah. saying right. by surprise so it was difficult but it was just really unorganized and it was like more of a stressor on the parents trying to like go to five or six different apps grab school work at the school mm-hmm. mail stuff back save this no you need to record this it was just like a lot and it, I just didn't want to kind of go through that mm-hmm. and with the ability of me being able to work from home right now and my wife you know being able to work from home it just made sense for us to kind of look for alternative options and then we were just going to do KSD with the virtual thing until like because they, they were saying that if you signed up in, in time you can like do virtual like the first nine weeks or something but like we were kind of concerned like well what if they take that away so we kind of going back and forth. It was just too much like uncertainty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we was like, man, once we kind of researched K twelve and saw that you know it was uh, 
a free program. It was super organized. Like they sent us a gang of stuff in the mail. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about stuff for the entire year. I mean, everything from books to she has stuff for PE. They sent like a jump rope, a <laughs> uh, medicine ball, you know what I'm saying? For yeah. PE, like band stuff, a tambourine, a recorder. I mean, like all this stuff. Music, that's dope. Yeah, for like every single subject. And I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. So we went ahead and we partnered up with like one of her best friends. Um, and so they doing school pretty much here. Every day started on on, on uh, Thursday actually. Yesterday okay. was their first day. Um, so we gotta see how that goes. You know, what I mean, it's all fun and games now, but I definitely didn't sign up to be no homeschool teacher. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's I mean, that's what a lot I mean, of people ended up is, being. Right? Yeah. yeah, they ended up being homeschool teachers whether they wanted to or not. You know, whether they signed up for it or not. So, do y'all do you see that y'all continuing to do it? Like once everything actually it's officially opens up, we gonna like really have her like does she like it? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm we were kind of talked about it even before COVID struck, like, um, thinking about maybe having her do that for elementary school and then, like, for middle school, she can go ahead and integrate back into, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, uh, public school, like, with other students. But can be super interactive and she enjoys company. That's why we went ahead and, like, paired her up with, like, one of her friends to do it. Mm-hmm. I think she would definitely go crazy. Like, just doing Zoom calls is not, like, enough for her, you know what yeah. I mean? So. Yeah. But everybody's yeah, I mean all children are different, man. So Definitely. So yeah. yeah. So talking to talking to her mom and you know her dad, we all kinda of came on the same page and was like, this is probably for the best, at least for this year. Yeah. And we kinda of see how it goes from there. Play it by yeah, ear. I mean, well, you know, just working for the district, I can kinda of see like they're working hard, you know what I'm saying, to make sure stuff is not like it was in March. You are contractually yeah. obligated to say that. Nah, nah, I'm, I'm not, bro. I mean, <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a dummy either. Right? But at the same time, no, they, they're working hard, bro. But it's no, still, sure. like um, something Dr. Kraft says, like the situation's still fluid, you know? So it's like... And there's so much that you yeah. can't plan for, man. Yeah, and he's honest, man. Like, yeah. man, we can be good this month and next month it can be... You know, so... They're, they're doing great. I mean, I even like really how to... With the technology, you know, they're really trying to be one to one and making sure that every child gets one versus like every household. So Yeah. That's real. Keep, keep believing God it's gonna get better, man. Yeah. That's what Yeah, we man. Do. So it's not just affecting uh, our kids in school, man, but it's, I think it's affecting the parents and even how we have the ability to kind of cope. I know that like um growing up we were all kind of taught a very very singular way to cope with you know what I'm saying certain things like uh, if you were struggling with whatever it's like that's because we ain't seen you in the house of God in a long time right. Right? you know what I mean uh, but right now we haven't been able to like uh, gather together well I can't say everybody because there's certain churches that are still being able to assemble together and power to y'all if y'all are able to do it safely and uh, everybody is, you know, still okay. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully they practice in the... Because we've had several churches inside this area, you know, come down with multiple cases. And, yeah. you know, it's yeah. been... We've kind of talked about that at length before. But, yeah, like, asking that question, Ron, you brought up a real good point. Like, how we're looking at church yeah. now. Now that we're all in our 30s. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, all of us, I mean, all of our relationships with, you know, us three in this room, they're kind of forged. Church is kind of the center of our relationships because me and Earl go back to, you know, 
I was in sixth grade, he was in third grade, you know what I'm saying, yeah. when we met, you know what I'm saying, and stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, growing up through our teenage years and, you know, then meeting John, you know, at a show, you know, with Jordans on and a camo outfit, you know, that's how, <laughs> you know, we was all representing Jesus at, the, at that moment, you know what I'm saying? So church is kind of what bonds our, all of our relationships together. Right. So, you know, and we, for the most part, I know, because I've known pretty much y'all half your lives and almost all your life, right. you know what I'm saying? I know that we were all raised in church and raised certain ways to do certain things and things like that. Um, but now that we're grown and we have, we own the responsibility of, you know, being the head of our households as men, you know what I'm saying? How do we view church now, you know, versus when we were young and just kind of forced to go because we were first forced to go. It wasn't no option of, you know, we were the original baby. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, I just, I posed the question to, to us in the, within this group, you know, just how do we see church now? Um, do we see it as a necessity? Um, do we see it any differently? Do you see it any differently than when you grew up in it as a child and as, as a teenager? So how do, how do you view church now? Good question. We'll go first, sir. Yeah. Okay. I think, you know, we'll probably just feed off each other, man. Right. Um, I think for me, you know, like the, a lot of the views I was, I was, you know, brought up with, I've kept a lot of them, but then a lot of them too, as you get older, you start to kind of see the, the shenanigans, you know, <laughs> that kind of go on. That's a good word. Yeah. Oh, shenanigans. Like, okay, let me, let me get in my Bible and kind of see, Come like, on, you now, know brother. what I'm saying? Like, is this stuff like, like biblically correct, bro? Like, you know, or... Am I just not doing this because Mama said, you know what I'm saying, this was, this well, was wrong, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. um, I guess, I know this is a, a wide topic, so like, yeah. for instance, like, there was a while I wouldn't listen to any secular music at all, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? What's secular music? Anything that pretty much <laughs> wouldn't be sung on a pulpit. <laughs> right. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, because, yeah. you know, you were taught that anything that didn't glorify God was just sin, you know what I'm saying? Or it was wrong, you know what I'm saying? But... You know, like dead wrong. Yeah, like but big my, my views then, you know, I was just kind of you kind of like um, force force fed that stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. So then you realize later, like, bro, like man, ain't nothing wrong with this. <laughs> you know, like, right. you know, something you may hear that's inspirational to you, or you know, I still have a conviction about certain things. That, you know, like I, I really to this day can't tolerate a lot of profanity. You know yeah, but like it's just a good positive song, bro. I don't have a. The issue with it, you know. You have saying? a conviction like like that. Like, oh my God, this is. I, I fell out of grace. You know what I'm saying? Right. But like before, you know, you were kind of taught that. And that's just one thing, you know. Mm -hmm. um, the way we used to have to dress the church, you know. Right. Um, <laughs> right. It felt wrong, bro, not to have on a tie, a button-up you know, shirt, and some slacks tucked in, and like. <laughs> Wearing jeans and t-shirts at church, bro, like that was yeah. Growing up, that was out of out of question. You don't do that, bro. And I don't. And sometimes I still struggle with men, like because I was, you know, you force fed that so long. Mm -hmm. Is this disrespectful or is this just like you know? Does God really care? You know <laughs> about that stuff. So yeah, man, there's a lot, bro. My views have changed on a lot of things. I mean, everything from music and this will be a deeper topic, but even from like the tithing thing. You know, oh like, my. It's changed, bro. You know, because I've seen too much. Like, I know better. Yeah. You know, so I just know better. Bro, that's, I'm happy you said all that. It's funny you say, even with the clothes, 
because uh, I grew up the exact same way. Like the boy, we was never rocking those shorts to church. You was Pentecostal, so I oh, know, yeah, I know, yeah. so, I know you. So you know, I mean, it was like jeans was maybe, maybe on a Wednesday night. Yeah, like maybe. But there were several times I remember my dad was like, "Hey, go ahead, check out them jeans, put on some slacks." You know, <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? definitely not no shorts. <laughs> Uh, and you know, like, you remember you go, that time y'all had that guest drummer and they had to put bro, on Bro, that was Lavalis. Yeah, I, I didn't want to say it. But man, La- Lavalis, though, man. man. I'm sorry, Lavalis. <laughs> that, I wasn't trying that, to. That, that story is hilarious to me still. But my dad didn't play. He was like, he at, he, he was rocking shorts and we had a youth a youth service and we needed a drummer and Lavalis was going to play drums. And so, like, I asked him to play, but he was wearing shorts and I knew the platform standard rules. You couldn't be up there in shorts. And so, my dad had him put on a choir robe, like, real tough. And it was hot. But Lavalis grew up in the same type of atmosphere, you know, and he so was So he respected the rule, yeah. I mean, he respected it. And so, like, but I felt so dumb asking him to do it, you know. Yeah. I was like, come on, man, just one service. Ain't yeah, he, he real for doing it, though. I mean, I think it was respectful. It's like, man, put on this three extra. I, <laughs> I think, like, that, for say, bro, like, maybe at that point, I, I know, I, I probably would have did it at maybe at that point. I don't know. That was some years ago. Right. But, like, you told me now, you called me to come play drums at your church. <laughs> You told me, oh, nah, bro. You got put on the road. Nah, you got put on the road. You can find you another drummer. Bro. Yeah, I'm, you know I'm, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm not doing that. So I think that's where like the difference is. Like it's funny because like I remember there was a time I don't think I ever told you this, Earl. Um, I remember like I went through a period of time, of course, but I was like trying to. I thought I was just gonna fly with the way I was dressed. <laughs> really wasn't that. Fly. Okay. Preferences with what period of time was this? Because we've known you for quite a while. So I mean, explain it was like what my period. Early twenties. Okay. Oh, Color suits. Yeah, did you no, have? Did, like after that, did like you have that. the van? No. No. Okay. No. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> I knew how you were dressing when you had that van. The blue shaggy wagon. No. This is, I mean, this is like man, eight years ago, nine years okay. ago. Oh, okay. So, so I mean, it wasn't bad. Yeah. To me, it wasn't. Yeah. You know, I got married and learned it was. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like, you know, I was rocking your ties, bow ties, you know, yeah. suits and like, you know, matching cufflinks and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, and so I remember seeing you one time, Earl, and like, you was like dressed down. And I remember thinking like, come on, Earl. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, grew up in church. I remember just having that thought. Dang, right? for real? I had, had the thought. You judged me, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember just thinking, I was just like, man, I, like, I don't know what's up with Earl. Like, why he's, he ain't. He's, I'm so disappointed in you this evening. <laughs> This is like some years and years and years ago, right? And I remember when I kind of transitioned in my thinking of like, why am I like dressing up? Like, what's the point? Yeah. You know, so then I, you know, I started kind of wearing more like lax clothes. And, you know, when I uh, went to a, started going to a different church, you know what I'm saying? I started seeing how everybody else was dressing and it was a lot more comfortable. And I was comfortable doing it. I remember having that thought of like, man, bro, like, you really had a, a really old school way of thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that was how I was just raised. That's how you were brought up. That's bro. how I was yeah. brought up. And yeah. so, as I got older and more mature, it started to kind of read it and study it for myself. A lot of things I don't necessarily uh, fuss about. You know what I'm saying? Of yeah. like thinking. But yeah, man. But like, now he sees Earl on Sunday. He's like, ah, oh, he's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I like what he has on. He's no longer disappointed. But yeah, I definitely with you on the whole secular music. I remember like my, my pops was like, "Yeah, you ain't playing that blues." I mean, nothing, bro. Bro, like, like anything it, it in the house. Like if it wasn't Christian or you know, I guess you want to call. Bro, it yeah, house, but... I mean, we were turning off the halftime show, bro. 
Exactly. Don't, don't speak about that. Exactly, bro. <laughs> the, um, we did the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Rodney back because he missed Janet. No, I didn't miss Janet. Well, it was a couple of other people I knew they missed. Her. I didn't. I miss remember her. that, but that was at a brother's house, though. Yeah. And I think did they play it or they turned? Yeah. It no, they you know, they played it. So they saw it. Yeah. Well, we were getting chicken, bro. Yeah, we was just in the. TV I remember we was in there getting chicken. And I think uh, from the response we heard, we knew something went down. So, <laughs> you know, but so somebody said rewind it. Yeah, I didn't get to see it live. But um, I remember having a church event though, watching the super, like watching the Super Bowl. Yeah. And like people would have a full blown doggone prayer thing in the middle at halftime, bro. And like not considered a like we came to watch the game. And I get it. If people are getting saved, bro, like you know, I mean, I'm not saying like cut it off, but bro, if ain't he nobody said cut it off, and I'm being cut it off right. I'm saying if ain't nobody responding to you, you know what I'm saying, like, bro, say the prayer, go. bro, give the invite and move on. Because the last time that happened, we missed like some of the third quarter, bro. Like, I thought you was bad. Well, I was hot, bro. I never went back again because like the Super Bowl halftime show was like 35, 40 minutes. Like, yeah, I never went. I never went to another one of those again, bro. I was like, when I want to watch the game, I want to watch the game, bro. Like, right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, and being and being that way, you know, I think we now realize once we uh, came of age, uh, how much legalism we were actually caught in. Say it again, bro. How much legalism we were actually caught in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we realized that a lot of the stuff that we were taught through past generations wasn't biblical. It was just somebody else's convictions that were passed down to our parents, which tried to pass it down to us, which if we didn't learn a word for ourselves, which, you know, a lot of millennials, you know, especially Gen Z, um, you know, I know a lot of the youth that even that I taught, you know, while I was a Sunday school and youth minister, you know, they question everything. You know what I'm saying? Which is not a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? Put you, you on know, your toes, though. Yeah, exactly. As a teacher, it yeah. has to put you on your toes. And you know, and the Bible says study yourself to study yourself to be approved. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, I mean, you can't fault them for not just listening to you and just obeying everything that comes across the pulpit or comes across you as being you a. Sh- you should want them to either. Exactly. But why did the why did the generation that taught us why did they want us to? Why was it just shut up and listen? Because they didn't want they didn't want sheep, man. They wanted like just followers yeah like they were just worried about followers people in attendance they weren't worried they that's how to really build leaders right people because if you build a leaders and people who are like really thinking for themselves mm. to like okay i want to be able to dissect the word of god the same way that my pastor does right if i'm really equipping you to do that right instead of you just hey do as i say not as I do. Not as I do. You <laughs> right, know what I'm bro. saying? Because I'm preaching against TV, but I got a TV in my house. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like preaching against wild, cable, bro. but I got direct TV. I got direct TV. <laughs> or wild, like bro. I got I got direct TV in my wife's day. Right. So I don't necessarily really have it. I didn't have it at the house. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like this is real life stories of like real ministers, bro. Right. We know. And, and how we like circumvent yeah. getting around, you know, certain things. And like, man, it's, it's it's ridiculous. And like, if you really want these youth to to, to have a real relationship with God for themselves, right. that's what I think I, I will say for my parents is that while I was taught so much stuff, mm-hmm. some of it was legalism, right? A lot of it was, right? Um, they taught me to have my own personal relationship with Jesus. Yeah, so exactly. by yeah. the time I was older, I started like doing my own research. I had enough of a foundation, right? Where I was like, okay, I love Jesus. For myself, right. however, man, this pastor who I like really subscribe to and you know uh, watch every single week, you know, on YouTube, I call my YouTube pastor. Uh, uh, I'm wrong with it. Uh, uh, Dr. Darius Daniels, like he he dropped a lot of gems, and he was just saying like how he would if he had never 
grown up in the church or anything like that and how he was really feeling like the the church should influence culture but the right. church honestly does a whole lot of critique of culture right and mimicking of, yeah and mimicking culture but we, we spend more time critiquing culture right instead of actually influencing it right. and so when we have these issues that take place in culture we should really look at ourselves like are we why are we on our job to influence the culture more instead of like we're just talking about how bad the culture is around us, right? Right. He was saying like, man, if I didn't grow up in church, right, I would probably still still subscribe to the followings and the practices and the principles of Jesus. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I would be a Christian. Mm. That's deep. You know what I'm saying? Because like, yeah. I've seen so much when it comes to Christianity in air quotes, right? And how it's presented, it's right. so twisted and ugly. Especially with the times that we in with the evangelicals when it comes to racism, right. how like even the Southern Baptist Church right. is like just really subscribed to those type of tenets of racism, right. and no type of interest in eradicating it from the pews, not at all. At all, it's like you know what? This is how we have always done church. <laughs> this is how we go continue to do church. Right? You know? Don't mention nothing about it. You know, so exactly. it's kind of sad, bro. When we really think about it, like how we can grow up in church. And we can love Jesus, but hate the church. Yeah, that's crazy. And that we always come back to that that little boy on that meme. They, I hate it. I, I, I'm tired of this church. Bro. You know what I'm saying? And we've all been there. You know, through our young adult lives, where we hated going to church because we were because it was forced upon us. Because because us growing up, and I can pretty much I probably speak for all three of us in at a certain point in your life, you were force fed something to where. That bubble of the church was the only good thing that your parents saw. Anything outside of it was wrong. Come on. You know what I'm saying? So movies, yeah, music, you know, your friends, they were all bad influences. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and then, you know, we're living in it. We were, you know, quote unquote, living in this glass bubble, you know, looking outside, seeing everybody else enjoy life while we're supposed to be enjoying life in here. But we're miserable because we like we see everything out there. We see our friends enjoying themselves. We see our friends going to dances, parties, you know, stuff like that, hanging out at football games. And we like we got to go to Friday Night Revival. <laughs> and y'all could have saw Rodney's face right now. <laughs> but y'all laughing. But y'all laugh because y'all know it's true. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Y'all yeah. sad because you know it's true. Well, it's, bro, it's even speaking of like that, like I was I be talking to like you sometime about. I feel like one of the biggest mistakes that I made was like committing too much to the church as a teenager. Like, mm-hmm. as far as like on an auxiliary and like putting that above everything. Uh, like, but being uh, a teenager, I can't because <laughs> I gotta leave practice because I got I got rehearsal or I got Bible study. You know what I'm saying? Which right. I could have I could have made Bible study on time, but you know you I gotta leave because I gotta change my clothes. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like. Man, be a kid, bro. Like it's so you can love God, bro. Love the Word, and then still excel, man. Still have a balance. And, and so, yeah, do what you love yeah. to do. But I think a lot of times churches, man, especially when they see talent, they trap young musicians, bro, and like that's all they know. You know, so yeah. then they look back and wish, man, I wish I would have tried out for the basketball team. Because man, you ain't gonna play for the church all your life, bro. You know, like you're not gonna do that all your life, but right. because. Somebody told you uh, you need to. Are you anointed? You doing that unto God. You need to do that because you know everything else. Is, That's your gift. Ain't important, you know. So it's like it's rough, man. You know. And like the way we're speaking about this, I don't want it to come off like 
we're just all bitter. <laughs> You're right. Towards towards because honestly, if it wasn't for I miss the church right now. Yeah. Yeah. So like even asking the question, like if when everything opens back up and we can open the doors up, will I be back? A hundred percent yes. Yeah. I will say for me, because it's not the same online, right. I don't have the same amount of engagement. Right. Uh, I could have a moment of worship, you know what I'm saying? But I have that anytime. You know? right. it's, it's different, bro. But it is yeah. absolutely different with like corporate corporate worship. Corporate worship. Yeah. There's a difference with corporate worship, man. I think we're most so putting out the legalism and stuff that, you know, is just not necessarily scripture. <laughs> That's right. not biblical, right. yeah. Like, and like, it's church I rules. Like, w- with this pandemic, if I were to like miss a Sunday back in the day, I would feel horrible. Right. I don't feel that way anymore. Like, no. I'm gonna take a vacation. As a, as an adult, I don't yeah. feel that way anymore. You don't. But like, it, but then again, it was what we were taught. Right. That that if you if you really if you if 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 you're in town and you know not out of town. You, you should really be here. You don't miss church. Sir. Like dead sick, bro. A hundred and something fever. Like playing the keyboard. Like probably infecting people around me. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I had to be in the house of God. Mama said appeal to strength. Right. You know, once I get the presence of God, I'm, I'm going to feel much I'm gonna better. I'm going to feel better. Know? And Jesus healed Peter's mama with the fever. Like, <laughs> and all that's true. Like I'm not saying it's not true. Right. However... Like, I, I it's forget, foolish sometimes Bro I never forget I was sitting there You, you remember uh, a couple years ago I ended up in uh, ICU Yeah So I've been ICU bro Before that Like I went to the The hospital Sunday mm-hmm. Evening I was trying to go to church That Sunday morning And mm-hmm. like Meanwhile Like my heart Is like Going 100 miles per hour It feels like to explode I'm feeling chest. You know, like, I should have, like, really had a heart attack and or a stroke because my blood pressure was so high. Yeah. And I'm trying to go to church. And, like, I remember calling my mom to, like, almost feel like I'm getting permission. Yeah. Because I, 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 I trust her and her walk with God so much. Right. I didn't want to feel like I was, like, not, you know, fulfilling my duty because, you know what I'm saying, this is... Uh, right before my, my, my father passed away So he's not well And so I want to represent for the family Being right. the house of God Because I'm a musician all this And my wife is telling me like John you need to stay home Like you're not well Sit down and, and, and I'm being like really really you know stubborn with it So finally I listened to her My wife and my mom is like Yeah listen to your wife like, We'll be okay And I ended up in ICU the same day Like come on man Like what type of hold does church have on you where you have that type of like mentality that I cannot not be there. You know what I'm saying? Like that's dangerous. People, people yeah. make you feel like yeah. letting them down. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's why I was getting at even with the musician thing as a young person because you know they got that influence on you. Oh man, you know we can't depend on you or you know what I'm saying? Oh man, that's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Manipulation. A, right. And that and when you're that, you can be manipulated like that. Especially that it's dangerous, bro. But you know I've. I guess like what we're talking about now, what that did though, I'm you know I definitely aim to raise my children different. Yes, right. I want them to serve the church. I do. Right. I think that's important. But also, I think it's important for them to you know own the skills they have have outside of church because they're going to have a career one day. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know what it's in. So if he's excelling in sports, then he's going to play sports. You can get him when <laughs> when he does. Know, yeah, when he's available. You right. know, work around his schedule too. You know, you got to have some compromise. You know, and not just you know. 
make somebody feel bad because they want to do other things. Yeah. So I'd be like, did you grow up like that, Rodney, too, with the with the secular music, or did you just not listen to any secular music before church? Yeah. While you was already your clothes before I church. I mean, y'all can put me out there on first. And listen, looking at Luke. <laughs> y'all, can, y'all can put me on first. I, I, I mean, brother, so I, what was happening I, before I t- church? I'll tell, so. tell my testimony. And it wasn't Luke 1019. <laughs> it wasn't Luke 1019 either. You want to tra- tread it in, brother. <laughs> nah, it nah, but, um, yeah, but like I said, because, because it's built up to be a house of rules. And that's a, that's all we that's all we knew as as teenagers, you know, and, and and as young adults, it it became a house of rules, and you know we gonna do this in this order and stuff like that. So um, when I, you know, as a teenager, you know, I I went through that phase where I wouldn't listen to anything, I wouldn't wear shorts or anything like that. You know, I was just like I'm tr- I'm trying to go to heaven. You know what I'm saying? I had, <laughs> I had that mindset. I'm I'm going to heaven. I'm going to be a young man saved. You know what I'm saying? And it, and it took a lot away from me. You know what I'm saying? Um, not going to dances. You know, not being able to hang out with my friends or anything like that. You know, kind of alluded to what Earl said at the same time. But um, you kind of just like I said, once you grow up, you realize how much legalism you were actually caught in and things like that. So it just makes you it it. And I don't want to say you you resent it, but it built who you are now. But you do look back, and like you said, you want to raise your children differently. Yeah. You want to give them their option. You want to show them the way. But at some point, I got to take the training wheels off, and I got to let the bike go. And I don't think right. that's what our, our parents didn't do that with us. You know, they kind of held the bike until we were just grown. Well, and like, could, yeah. and we had to turn around and say, Mom, let it go. Right. Yeah. You know well, what I'm saying? It's funny you say that, because I want to ask a, a couple questions. Well, uh-huh. one question with that. Do you feel like that... Type of mentality or the way you were raised led to like the whole entire, like how you was in high school. Did you feel like you was close to God in high school? I did, and I didn't at the same time. I did because I kept certain morals and values. Like throughout high school, everybody know I didn't cuss. Yeah, like at all. Like I didn't use profanity or anything like that. But that was just me. You know, until this day, I still don't cuss. You know what I'm saying? I just I don't use profanity. You know, um, even when I listen to music, you know, the music can have cussing in it, but you know, I don't. I don't sing along with the music, just like white people should censor themselves when the N word comes on. You know, I can do that. What's you the know, nigga. <laughs> 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 but uh, <laughs> but yeah. So um, you know, but then I had that kind of rebellious and and wild and outside too. Pyramid. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. My you know my PY three days. You know what I'm saying? To where I would that was actually the the person who I wanted to be. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. I had to, I had a dual personality. I had the church me. And I used to actually actually have, you know, parents of other youth, you know, my my counterparts, um, they would say, I wish my child was like you. And in my head, I'm thinking, no, you don't. don't. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? If you really knew what I was doing, I wasn't out here getting in trouble. You know, I never caused my mom any trouble. She never had to come to the school, you know, a day of her life or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? But. You know, I was a kleptomaniac. You know, I, you know, me and my friends, we were infamous for stealing. You know what I'm saying? Talk about it. And that's that was the PY3. You know what I'm saying? We'll go to the mall. You know, walk out with five, six hundred dollars worth of merchandise. Come to the school, sell it. You know, and make bank. You know what I'm saying? That's oh, what I know y'all were selling this. Yeah, that's what we were. That's what we were known for. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you want some, go hit the pyramid crew up and get it for you. We used to get girls like that and everything. You know what I'm saying? We used to steal stuff for girls, give it to them as gifts. You know, all kind of stuff Crazy stuff But, I mean, and I was doing that All the while going into church Singing in the youth choir You know, being a leader on 
on the you know junior youth board and all right, that right. stuff. So I had I was really living a dual life. Yeah. Um, you know, because one thing was force fed to me and I was like, this is cool. But I see so much out here that I want to be doing, and I didn't know how to balance it. I didn't. We didn't. I didn't know how to create a balance, which is the irony of you know where I grew up at. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I didn't know how to find a balance being you know a youth in church and then a youth in the world. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know how to do that. So that's what just created a whole lot of confusion for me. That's real, bro. I think that that balance you're talking about is like. That's what stops some of our youth from being so effective. You right. Know what I'm because you tell them, don't do nothing, but you don't really explain to them, like, like why. That's why wrong. don't and, do it? And, and explain to them that there is a balance. Like, you can have fun, man. You know what I'm saying? But you shouldn't do this because right. this. You know what I'm saying? Because this, this, and that. That way, they can explain it. You know what I'm saying? You can go convert. You right. Know what I'm but... But you just told no, you know what I'm saying? Like, and never explain why. Yeah. And that's that's the biggest thing. You never explain why. Don't do it. You're just told not to do it. And then you're told, you know what I'm saying, you're gonna go to hell behind it. You know, and all that and like you said, it ties back into legalism. You know, a lot of it wasn't biblical, you know what I'm saying? You know, and we're not just even talking about the main stuff of just like don't have premarital sex and stuff like that, because we know that's that is actually biblical. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of the things that our parents told us, you know, especially when it came to movies and hanging out with certain people, certain friends and stuff like that, it was just because they didn't want us to do that. Right. And well, even, I think it's even deeper than that, bro. Because uh, if we were really to break, and I plan to do this with my kids, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Cabby and any other future children that I have. Right, speak it. Like, really break down the why behind, like, she wants to see certain things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, when it comes to, uh, uh, like, witches and, like, fantasy uh, stuff, yeah, right? Right, right? And so, like, growing up, it's like, man, we, we don't watch that. Harry we don't watch that. We, we don't watch that. But I start thinking about, okay, why? Yeah. Right. Why behind? So, I, I'm explaining to her the reason why I don't want you to be entertained by this sort of media while it could be innocent right now. Right. I think that this right now is going to desensitize you to very real spiritual things that happen right on the outside that, that can affect that you. can yeah. affect you and will affect you. So right, right now you, it's real cute to see this witch fly on a broom. However, you're not understanding that there are really people operating with witchcraft, right. killing chickens and blood and putting spells on people. Right. And you're not understanding that. And right now this is leading you right. towards a level of desensitizing you. To where if you that. see right. it, it's okay. It's okay, exactly. And it's the same thing when it even comes to movies or even music we listen to. Okay. I'm asking you to be careful right. on what you're allowing your eye gate and your ear gate to ingest because right. if some of this stuff can get inside your spirit it makes you harder right. for you to really connect with God right. because right now it's the same thing like in the natural right. like if I'm eating nothing but trash right. yeah. cookies pies burgers and fries, fries but I'm trying to get well, out there on the football field the on right. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get on the football field yeah. and, and, and run the 40 yard dash and I'm wondering why I'm slow right. I can't yeah. perform well because of what I'm and I've ingested. And the that thing you said, and no, no, the, the key thing you said is you're going to run a 40 yard dash. You still running a 40 yard dash. It's just going to be slower than it's supposed to be. Yeah. And so that's the reason why we as Christians are not participating in certain activities. And it's still balanced with it. I remember um, asking my mom, can I go to the movies, right? She's like, nah, you know, I, I don't want you at the movies. She or said, you ain't going to that devilish picture show. <laughs> and I, I had to ask her one time, I think I was, um, man, she I was 15. Oh, I'm 16. Just got my license. And it was Drumline. 
and come out in theaters. And so me and the people from, I was in the drum line. We wanted to all go to the movies and see it. And I was just like, mom, but why? And she was just like, well, because there's spirits and stuff. I was like, mom, but there's spirits at Walmart. Like, if that's your argument, like, there's spirits, there's spirits everywhere. Yeah. So, like, you got to give me something else that's deeper on why. Because you have no problem with me buying this on DVD later. Like, every movie I want to see in a movie theater. Yeah, you had it on DVD. Yeah. Bro, I had it on <laughs> DVD, DVD, bro. Like, to man, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was no problem with me buying it on DVD. This is a- after the whole edit. Yeah. <laughs> edit thing that I grew up with. Yeah. But I was, like, buying movies on DVD. Yeah. So, what's the difference? Right. And she had nothing. She was just like, you know what? I'm just let you make your own decision. And I didn't have a conviction for it, so I was like, "Guess what? I'm going to the movie." And I, I never looked back from that. There's certain things that my mom did give me, um, as far as teachings that I have a conviction about it still today. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, I probably would never put an earring in my ear. Yeah, I don't look bad at anybody else who does it. Hey, that's you. Right. That's between you. You know what I'm saying? But me, right? I just don't have a necessary need for it. You know what I'm saying? Just because that's how I was taught. And I feel as a man, I don't want to go ahead and pierce my ear. Right. You know what I mean? That, that's just me, though. Yeah. I don't feel like you go into hell or you less of a man if you have your ears pierced. Exactly. But that, but I think that's, that's, the, that's the importance. And I think what we in our generation can do differently is preach conviction and not preach our conviction because our convictions aren't going to be the same. Earl could be convicted by something that I'm not convicted by. You know what I'm saying? And he'll be like, why are you doing that? You know what I'm saying? And I'll be like, what's wrong with it? Right. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, he'll just be like, man, I don't think you should be doing that. And then I'll say, you know, give me a scripture to back it up. He may say, I can't. You know what I'm saying? But he has a conviction about something that I'm doing and like, and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? So when you preach actually what conviction is and how to hone your own, right. you know, and develop your own, I think that'll be the difference with our generation being able to not just be force fed everything, you know I'm what I'm so saying, and do it, do our children the way that we were done. Like, don't listen to this, don't look at this, don't look at that. So we can explain and say, this is this, like you said, this is why we don't do this. Now I'm gonna give you a choice, and this is what I do with my daughter. I promise, I'm, we, you know, we let her listen to whatever she wants to listen to. We don't, we don't govern it because. I know what I did as a child. Yeah, when my parents yeah, told yeah. me not to do it, I did it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I had every CD. It was just hitting up under my bed. Yeah. You know, I, I listened to every cussing, you know, movie, you know, whatever. You know, so you're they're still going to do it. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's, it's way easier even now. Exactly. The internet, you know? Yeah, yeah they could do it. They, they could do it on their phone. They got AirPods. You don't know what they listen to. Right. Just like that new meme that's out, you know, with the dude mugging, but he listening to Oceans. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. It's like, you know, you don't know what your kids is listening to 24 hours a day. We would like to do. We would like to know. But, you know, in the moments where they had a tablets and, you know, their iPhones and stuff like that, we don't know yeah i think like what we would all just appreciate growing up was don't preach your your, your opinions to me or your preferences you know right. what I'm saying? like give me the word of god bro because we you know, we love the word most of us did you know what i'm saying but like your preferences you know you judge me off of your preference versus you know <laughs> because you don't like it personally yeah you know what <laughs> like what's the word of god yeah because i've heard man like People talk about, you know, anything from earrings to tattoos to hair. You know what I'm saying? Jordans. And I'm like, but I see... Right. Uh, yeah, Jordans. Wearing Jordans is, is a, was a sign I've never of, heard that before. Wearing Jordans? Of, uh, you, know, you know how I'm looking at them. Bruh. Because when you become saved, you should wear, you know... You Hard change, bottoms. You change your attire. To Stacey Adams? Yeah. Or whatever they wear. But you, you know, know what I, I wear. I, when you, but you look at people growing up, and you know how we... 
you admire people in certain ways. I'm like, well, this dude has locks and and whatever, and he's like preaching the word of God. He's on the mission field. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, so how is he different from you? Like, what's <laughs> locks is a good point too, because like yeah. growing up the Pentecost, like that that's not happening. Yeah, that's not happening at all. Even though, <laughs> even though, what do you think that Samson had? Yeah. He had locks. Yeah. <laughs> what you mean? Yeah. Like, stop it with the with the foolishness, man. Like, and I think we you we we pull scripture out of context mm-hmm. to fit our narrative. Yeah. yeah. And like that's so dangerous to me. It's like, man, you can't pull one one verse out and not think about who the audience is, the yeah. time period it was wrote in. Right. Like any of that, we're just gonna take one little piece out and we're gonna craft an entire doctrine in a standard based upon that. Now certain things are just pretty cut and dry. Right. Thou right, shalt right. not kill. Yeah. Like I don't need a lot of context of that to understand <laughs> that right. you know what, me going out and offering somebody is probably wrong yeah. in, in God's eyes. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like certain things uh, like you 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 find it out why people acted the way they are. It's only based upon a level of legalism, you know. Right. And I'm happy you mentioned it, bro. Like even with the whole entire conviction thing, because uh, like what Earl and I could be convicted on, you may not be convicted on. Yeah, right. Like especially, you know, what I'm saying like we would definitely feel convicted about, you know, telling somebody that we're gonna give them some money and hold right there, right outside of prayer. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> Why does this story come up every time? <laughs> That's something that I, I'm pretty confident I can speak for Earl too. We would feel convicted about doing that. We're not doing that. Rodney, obviously, you didn't feel convicted about doing that. <laughs> nope, I was worried, worried for the safety and concern of my life at 4, 4.30 in the morning. Screw, screw. That story will forever be funny to me, Rodney, and I will find every opportunity I can to bring that story <laughs> And we see. Man, but I'm going to tell you, one thing I can appreciate, though, is like, like, for example, man, my mom, you know, even, you know, as she was getting older, man, she was just talking about, man, I've been reading this, and I'm looking at, like, this scripture. She was like... This is wrong. Like, you know, wow. you know, like so here. You appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate it because it's like, you know, like one time we were studying, and I again I don't want to get deep on this. We were talking about like the way tithing is uh introduced, you know, as a fear tactic. Mm-hmm. And we're like, bro, this is so wrong, bro. Like, teach people to love God, bro, they'll give. Like <laughs> you mean you mean the aspect of if you don't give yeah, you, you cursed? Don't, you don't give you curse with a curse. Curse with a curse, and like, yeah. bro, come on, man. Like like scripturally, bro, you just you wrong, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's a fear tactic, and it, you know she began to read too because for a minute that was non-negotiable. Like, no, her. you yeah. no, you give that ten percent. Yeah. That's you know what I'm saying. Right. Like, and you don't do it any other way. But you put it in that envelope, and you write. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. the traditional way, but like nobody's like rebuttaling like giving. You know what I'm saying? Like or, or sowing seeds, but like the way it's taught. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's a it can be a gimmick. You know what I'm saying? And then you you grow up and you see that, and you're like. Wait a minute, bro. Like, it's dangerous. Yeah. You start comparing yeah. little things. Yeah. I'm like, man, she gave all she had. Right. And she's still broke. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what if God told you to give 10% to the homeless man instead of putting it in an envelope? Did you not give tithes? Mm. I'm just saying. I'm looking at Rodney now. Y'all can't even see me, but I'm agreeing with him with my eyes. I'm just saying. But but I mean, that's something that me and my wife, we sat down and we talked about. We yeah. was just like, you know what? Uh, Rodney did pull off on somebody. <laughs> and that wasn't even ties at that point. <laughs> okay. But we said that we talked about like how we were going to, you know what I'm saying, pay our quote unquote ties. Uh-huh. And about how, you know what I'm saying, we, we have an account set up, like a benevolence account, you yeah. know what I mean? 
and like that money set aside that we don't touch it we're not using it for groceries or, or whatever but like it ain't all just going to a building you know what I'm saying right, we yeah. give it to mission work man we give it to you know right. what I'm saying people who are in need right. like whatever we feel led to go ahead and bless but that's the Lord's money to use and operate and I thank God that he has allowed me to steward it because I believe it all belongs to him you know right. what I mean I'm just a steward of it Yeah. but I'm not bound to you know what I'm saying I gotta give this 10% to yeah, this to particular this building on this particular day of the month like right. nah Bro, I was watching. Um, it was so funny the episode of Saints and Sinners, bro. When they had uh, took the pastor ties out of his face. Yeah. He was looking at him crazy. He was like, "Man, ain't this what you expect from your people, though? You don't think you should? <laughs> you don't think you should do the same thing?" <laughs> I mean, when they direct deposit it, yeah, they took them ties right out, bro. Who, who they give it to now? They put it I in the church. They put it in the church. Oh yeah. But they just took it out of the church. They didn't give him the option. He wasn't happy about it either. Though. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is, sure. But, I mean, but I think, and a lot of times we we don't see, a lot of times I don't think we see the same standard that we're called to upheld by the person that's calling us to that standard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like you're demanding, you know, and calling for this certain level of, of accountability, responsibility from the people, but you know, do you do that yourself? And I think that's an internal question. I think that's with anything. You know what I'm saying? If you hold, if you hold any type of position of leadership on your job, in your home, or whatever, whatever, the person that you're delegating to, do you hold that same responsibility? You know, do you bear that same responsibility within the household, with on the on your job? You know what I'm saying? Because you're delegating to somebody just because you've been called the leader, that doesn't that doesn't automatically remove you as saying that I don't I don't partake in it. Because if it don't get done, it does fall back on the leader. You have an accountability. Exactly. To whoever that you, you know what I'm saying, are up under too. Like there should be nobody who is just like, well, I answer to God and God alone. But we like, know there are preachers like that. That but that's so dangerous to me, man. I think that's why this could be like a two-hour podcast if we really do. part two. Yeah. You yeah, know because, what I'm saying? Um, but like, speaking it, of part two, I, I definitely want to get Kevin's. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. So we may have to. We can do it. I mean, we can double up next week. I mean, TV, I mean next week. see it, man. And yeah. No, like, I think that's real good because, I mean, even how we piggyback off of the church hurt that we talked about with Lavalas, like, that, that has, like, crafted the way that we kind of look at things. Yeah. Uh, I know it has for me. Yeah, definitely. Like, how I grew up and what I held dear, uh-huh. I put that in quotes, like, I'm looking at, like, it didn't matter at the end of the day. Right. Like, it really did not matter. And, like, how I was, you know, willing to put my family through, you know what I'm saying, hell, almost, right. you know what I'm saying, with a, a horrible situation for for what? But does that cause your, does that, do you think that causes our hearts to harden in a way? It yeah, can, it can. it can, but I think that's where you have to go back to you, to your first love and, and relationship, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and realize that, hey, God's people doing ungodly things. They make mistakes. They make mistakes, yeah. the same way that you do, you know what I mean? Right. Like, you can't hold it to God, um, because when it comes down to it, he's been faithful, he's been good. Exactly, man, I think on the minds too, it's important for us. To love the local church, man, because it's important. Like the local church is the building is important. Yes, right. you know absolutely. what I'm saying. It's you know I think we find fault a lot of times. You know what I'm saying. But 
you know, in its original intent or what it should be. Like, it's something that's needed, you know what I'm saying? But it does get abused, you know? Yeah. It gets abused. And I think, I think 2020 has really shown us that the church is beyond the four walls. Though we say the building is important, the, building, the, church. the building has kind of been snatched away from us yep. in the aspect. You know what I'm saying? Come on, now. They go ESPN, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was you, brother. But, um, you know, the church, the you know, symbolically, the church has been kind of snatched away in a way, you know, to where kind of the doors are shut. But will you still be faithful? Right. You know, because God didn't change, just the circumstance changed. Yep. The situation changed to where we can't physically go to the building. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the, does the relationship stay the same? Or were you yeah. or were you in love with that building? It should. And I think this show, you know. You know, I think that this just like we talked about earlier, it has to be a proper balance, man, because there's right. so many uses for a church being strategically built in a community, you know, and like people being able to go to a remote place, you right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know, but again, you know, maybe this is why this is going on. True. <laughs> I I think it really <laughs> I think we kinda of mentioned this before too. It showed us our hearts, bro. Yeah, it showed it showed some preachers their hearts and where their heart really lied, and that was like attendance. Yeah, and having the production finances, fi- yeah, finances, <laughs> and having like the the image of like I am somebody because of my congregation. See how many cars in the parking lot? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then when it came down to it, like you, you don't really got no word because if you really got word, you said on the pre uh, on the street corner, right. you could drop gems. Exactly. You could get on Facebook Live and drop gems. Right. You could get on a Facebook post or whatever and drop. If you if you spend a time with Jesus at his feet and you soak it in the presence of God, right. you can present the word of God in so many different functions and fashions. We got platforms. There's so many platforms, bro. Like, shoot, man. When we was all quarantined here, there was a couple worship nights we had, you know? Yeah. And I hopped up there and I gave my little sermon that, you know what I'm saying? Right. Behind the camera. It didn't take, you know what I'm saying, having to build it. Right. That's why I can appreciate people like Bishop Jakes, who was like, man, he, he preaching his heart out in that empty building, bro. Right. That, that building holds 20,000 people, bro. <laughs> but he preaching like it's 20,000. He preaching like it's 20. He's like, he's like, I don't need an audience to preach. Like I don't, I don't, cause like I, I, I preached this to myself before I walked into the building today. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's coming out of me. I'm living this. Man. I'm living yeah. this. You know so. But that's where we should. That's kind of shows where ego comes into play. Come on. Like preachers have egos. Yeah. They don't want to admit it. But but like you said, like Bishop Jace, he could preach to an empty two twenty thousand seat you know congregation. Right. But you can't do it on Facebook Live. You, but and then you can't preach at your church with an empty building and you only got a hundred seats. Yeah, and I, I get it's awkward at first. However, if you got a word, you got a word. Yeah. Right. That's really flat out. And I think it also shows us the hearts of the people because look how easy it was for us to be like, oh, I don't really need church. Mm-hmm. Like how easy it was. Where like, do you, don't don't you miss this? And so like, I'm I'm kind of asking. The question, and I don't want to, you know, throw no rocks at nobody. He being devil's advocate. There he goes. Now I want to start to be devil's advocate. It's I'm coming saying, out. I'm asking the question. I'm asking the question, like, if you don't miss it, do you need to check your heart posture? 
I don't know. I, I don't. I, I don't. I, I, well, yeah, you do need to check your heart because if if you've lost the conviction, I think you know of the local assembly. It like it, I like I don't need it anymore. Right. No, it's delivered in a different platform. You know, you can actually you don't got to get dressed. You can sit in your pajamas. You know, crisscross applesauce on your couch and you know <laughs> tune into the word. You know what I'm saying? But like you said earlier, are you as a, as a, as attentive as you would be? In a normal service, yeah. are you getting up fixing breakfast? Why are you doing it? There's nothing that's wrong with it. It doesn't. God doesn't have your full ear. Yeah. So when something that it may be vital is released, you you may not catch it. You know was, what I'm saying? Because whipping it like a stir fry. Yeah, exactly. Because you you in the kitchen cooking, you got it on, but it's just background right. noise. Yeah. And that's bro. We we me and Sherelle talked about this, and we fellowship with um, another family at a house in the house, and uh-huh. like the worship felt like. Worship at church, you know what I'm saying? Because wow. a lot of times it ain't like that, bro. If we if we keep it real, you know what I'm saying? Like Pure. you might sit there and watch a screen, and they worship, and you might sit here. Chilling casually, but like it's something about you know corporate worship, man. And like I mean, you should do it in private for sure. For sure. But it's engaging, just, yeah, it's yeah. something it pull, something pulls on you, man. And like right. you know, it's engaging and. Um, I think you gotta check, man, if your worship really like that or not. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're at home, or is it? Bro, does it go good. down? You know what I'm saying? Like, are you really getting in the presence of God, or is it just a casual? You know, because corporate, the, the, I think the effectiveness of corporate worship is because when we're not feeling it, we see the next person. It's like almost like contagious energy. Yeah. It pushes you. Yeah, yeah. It's, you, like, it's like working out with somebody else. Yeah, because you see the party. you see that next person getting into it. Yeah. It's like okay, okay they getting into the the presence is here. Okay, let me yeah. let me push a little bit stronger. You know, let me throw it up one more time. But see, the goal yeah. is like I can take that when I can like genuinely say I can take that and bring it home. Right. I think that's when you can say, okay, like you know, this is real. You know, right. what I'm saying? versus like you know, because it can get awkward, bro. In your home, <laughs> it can get real awkward. You yeah, know? It's, it's different. You know, but we gotta, I guess, aim or work on pulling that same energy man into our, our home worship and that's it and like we just talked about I think that's the same responsibility of the preacher yeah you know you gotta come with that same passion and when, delivery when we're not in that building, yeah when nobody's know. there you know what I'm saying can you preach the same way can you teach the same way you know when you don't have the audience when you don't have you know 10 people saying amen 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 every 5 seconds you know what I'm saying can you still do it so I think it, you know it's, it's shown us us it's put the mirror up yeah. to the church you know especially through this pandemic to say who are you? And that's personal and, you know, uh, all together. You know the what I'm culture. saying? Yeah, the culture of the church. You know what I'm saying? I think it's it's really shown us us to say, you know, do we love God or are we just a lot of lip service? Or are we just doing what we used to going to church because we was taught to do it? <laughs> it's Sunday. Yeah. yeah. It's Sunday. So it's Wednesday, midweek yeah. service. Right. So it's time for us Check to in. Yeah. Yeah. Check, Check in. Check in. And it's not relationship anymore. I mean, I mean, and I can honestly say, bro, you know, a lot of times I went to church just to check in. Yeah. And I'm not even going to lie about that. I'm, I, as, yeah. a, as a youth, as an adult, you know what I'm saying? Because some days, you know, the, the weight of the world is on your shoulders. You know what I'm saying? We carry all of that that's in our work day. We make excuses. Though God has kept us throughout that day, you know, kept us from things, we kind of put him on the back burner and say, I'm tired. You know, yeah. I, I don't feel like it today. You know what I'm saying? But God has been gracious to us and blessed us to get home back home and see our families and things like that. And we just throw them on the back burner and say, no, nah, you know, I pray in the morning. 
morning. I get another chance tomorrow when it, we when we really don't know if that's the opportunity yeah, and the, chance when that. The doors open back up. Exactly. I go pray on Tuesday and then I just get it right then. Exactly. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know about y'all's testimony. I received Christ in my living room. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, thank you. Like God my mom that. had us in there, like Terry, going in. <laughs> and at first, you know, it was a drill. I think, you know, but then, like, when you start, you know, your heart's really, you know, turned towards it, man. And you, you like, man, I do kind of, I want this. You know what I'm saying? And like, that's where he met me in my living room. I didn't have to go to a, a church altar. But when it's a relationship, yeah, like a real relationship, you don't care where it's at. Nah, right. And you, you willing to go there? Like, man, come on. We, we, we started like, you know, dating our, our wives to different right. others. Yeah. It's like. You would get up, you know what I'm saying, make that drive, you know what I'm saying, yeah. come see, you know, yeah. I'll take my lunch break, you know what I mean, and come across yeah. town just to kick it with you for 15, 20 minutes or so, right. because right. I, I love you, you right. know, I'm, I'm in love with you, I'm drawn right. to I want to get to know you. Exactly, like, it's the same thing with, with, with God, so it's like, when you have that real relationship with him, making the effort to go to the building, right. it's not mm-hmm. so much of an effort anymore, Right. it's because I want to be here. Right. Not because I'm forced to be here. I'm not just checking in. Right. I want to be inside a building to worship, you know what I'm saying, corporately with other Christians. I want to be able to love on God and give him some, you know, uninterrupted time because right. it's really hard to have that uninterrupted time inside, you know, your house. Because I can even say working from home, I can't say I'm I'm having uninterrupted time with work. Right. right. Someone, the doorbell's ringing, you know what I'm saying? Bro, Stuff got to get done. I'm experiencing that now because I'm back at the school. <laughs> It's a, I'm doing the same thing, but I'm my, you know, as far as the work I'm doing, but it is different because you at home, keep it real, like I didn't have to get dressed, you know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. I can go watch TV or something and, you know, but I'm more, I'm focused at the school because I mean, I really, it's only so much I can do, you know what I'm saying? focus on my work you know so right and again I, I think we need to say this again you know like we said at the beginning when we started this this is not a dumping session you know on church or anything like that I just think uh, we're having a conversation to focus on creating a balance for ourselves and you know it may help somebody else out there as well uh, because we you know as much as as much as we talked about you know the legalism and stuff like that our very foundation is church you know what i'm saying so we take those things now i think now we're able to decipher what was god and what was legalism so we take the things that are god mm-hmm. and mix them with the culture and mix them with Come you know on, everything that we have now the technology yeah. you know what i'm saying the the freedom that we do have now we take the basis of what we have mix it so we can make it better for our children better for it man they will be better for it i think that <laughs> it'll be better for it. If we <laughs> have a community have a community yeah man oh um, lord man this is a bit of real good dialogue yeah. i think man we should like i think we should part two, part it, two? bro and like let's let's work on getting some people you know like we ain't gotta bring them in let's call them man and let them for know, sure. and we can get some other input, man, because there's a lot of different opinions out there. Right. Somebody might totally agree, disagree, Agreed. man. Yeah. They may feel like, nah, man. And that's okay. That, they may feel like I was disciplined, you know? Yeah. But, and I think some of it is because, in a sense, like, I ain't going to go to church. Like, I mean, I could go with what I had on, but I'm mindful of, I ain't going to just go looking raggedy, you know what I'm saying? Like, you right. know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I don't feel like I got to have or no. No black tie and my white shirt, my white shirt, and you know, yeah. I don't feel like when I said I need to get before the people and confess <laughs> my thoughts to the congregation because I <laughs> come on, because you got churches still doing that, bro. Still doing that. I'm sorry. Yeah, you need to get up before this church and let them know what you did. Cause, you know, come on, bro. 
ain't too big. Yeah. Absolutely, bro. Yeah, we definitely gonna do a part two of that. So y'all stay tuned for that. Uh, we got any words of wisdom we wanna wrap up with? Words of wisdom, Marshall. Well, actually, before the words of wisdom, we got a you have an analog here. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, and I know me and Earl talked about this yesterday. <laughs> we have to give it to Mr. Uh, Kamai Silverman. Bro, Seahawks. 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 He definitely that. He, he former definitely rookie. Came. Yeah. Straight out of line, bro. So he's uh, a rookie um, playing for the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, everybody knows football is getting ready to start back up. NFL training camp is in session. So, buddy, I guess was he he felt a little Janet Jackson in the spirit. He said, "I get so lonely." I get so lonely. So, um, any time, any place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My God. So uh, he called one of his female compadres, companions, companionship. What is a little tenderoni? Yeah, called her to the team hotel, but he said, "But wait, we got to do something first. I'm gonna dress you up as a player." Put a little Seahawks outfit on her, I guess. You know, maybe try to put a little hoodie on her or something like that. And security pretty much caught him with a turnaround. And then my man got immediately cut. Seahawks played no games. And I don't think any I think any team would have done that out of the, all 32 sure that, NFL now, teams. Now, now I'm asking this question. He's an undrafted rookie. Right. He got like two thousand dollars for the side of the boat. So like, hey. not very much money. I mean, uh, hey, you, he. This is, but this is a fight to change your life. Yeah, bro. But go ahead oh, with no, what no, you say. I'm just saying, like, you think if Jamal Adams, oh, would they have put him? No, hundred percent though. So, like, I get sending the message. Good yeah. sending the message. You can't play when it comes to this virus. You're putting the entire organization at risk. Right. Mm-hmm. But does it was that decision much easier that he was undrafted? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let me let me tell you something though, bro. Like, you use you use Jamal Adams, right? Yeah. Because he's made a name for himself. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, you you've been working since Pee Wee, you know, to right. get it, to get to this point, bro. You ain't did nothing. You ain't even on the TV. You, you ain't did nothing, and you feel the need that you can't like sacrifice for. Can't wait. Like, come on, bro. Yeah. Like, if you're doing that now, like, imagine when he is a. Adam, you know, I think that's the reason why they cut him too. Is like, man, yeah. You, yeah. you have zero self control, sir. Now, now, with the pandemic going on, had it been Jamal Adams, he probably would have got suspended. They would have, you know, he's yeah, definitely not getting cut though. Right. You know what I'm saying? We'll suspend you for a few days. You go home, think about it, come back, take a test. Yeah. If you're good, you're good. You know what I'm saying? But like you said, because he wasn't really on the team yet, you know, hadn't made a name for himself, you know, wasn't a first round pick. You don't have that luxury. You in a dog fight just to make it. Is there a difference between him and Lou Williams? Lou Williams made a name for himself. Okay. Lemon Pepper Lou. <laughs> take take the name out for I mean like you still put put your your team at risk. But had it been a had it been a rookie, a first, second year, third year player that didn't have the the LeBron, Kawhi, you know, A D status. Let's say for Zion. Nah, he not getting cut because he a first he the first pick he the first in the draft. Round pick. Yeah, you gonna get suspended. You yeah. probably wouldn't get invited back to the bubble, but they ain't cutting you. So he, he my man gets the out of line king of the week. Line, okay, yes. Let the crown rest on your head, and hopefully one day you can take it off and put a helmet back on. But I, I want that they still linked up after that. <laughs> well, she probably drunk because he ain't got no money no more. Yeah, she probably embarrassed too. Yeah, she like, dude, well, she ain't embarrassed because she, if she was smart, she wouldn't win. Yeah. Hey, 
I don't know. I mean, depending on what kind of girl it was, because I mean, he could have hired her. You he know, shouldn't, he shouldn't judge her. That was harsh, bro. If this is her man And she been down with him for a while She should know She should have been like Cuz come on Yeah Hold up a little bit I don't think that was the case I think that she Was uh, convenient You think so? Yeah I think so I'm about what? to say he paid her Like a lady of the night? I'm about to say he paid her nothing But I mean Shoot like I saw this one tweet From this girl She was like uh, When the, the NBA bubble first started She says this bubble not gonna last. I've already been invited to the bubble twice. Oh wow! <laughs> so like NBA players was, I mean they was inviting you know saying girls to the bubble. Yeah, they ain't so, get in there though. That we know of. Yeah, gotta get tested. Yeah. So we got any words of wisdom? Uh, you know, pray. Yep. We got to pray just to make it today. We got to pray. Absolutely. Uh, we yeah. love y'all. And, and if you, you go to iron your clothes before church, listen to something that's going to uplift yeah, your spirits. Don't, don't iron your shoes while watching you. <laughs> Doodoo, bro. <laughs> Man, I'm out. All right, we out, y'all. We'll Peace. catch y'all next one, next, next week, week, next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.